Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. Um, if you uh, were not aware or couldn't figure it out, I got a little distracted at the end of the last episode um, because one of my coworkers came in and uh, I just got super distracted. Um, so I did not pick a word of the episode. I just ended it very quickly. And uh, the word of the episode is going to be Atlantis. Uh, so if you are looking, uh, if you looked at the episode description, you will see that the word of the episode is Atlantis. But if you are not looking at that and you are just listening today, this is when you are learning about that. Oh, I think I just remembered what I was going to mention at the beginning of the last episode. Um, as mentioned a long time ago, I have a Patreon. I haven't really talked about it much because mainly because I didn't know what I was going to offer you um, as, a, as a benefit for becoming a Patreon member. But I do have one patron. I guess that's what they're called. I do have one patron. Thank you. You know who you are. Thank you very much. And uh, the, the, the easiest thing that I could think of at this moment um, as a benefit to you to be, to be a Patreon member is to give you episodes early. As I've mentioned, I record these early and I, I get them up ready to go early, um, but they just sit there uh, waiting to be uh, posted. Uh, so I'm going to post them here on, not here, I'm going to post them on Patreon as well. So if you decide to become a Patreon member, I think I have it set to be uh, at the $5 level. Um, that's usually, you know, from what I've seen other Patreons doing at that level, you tend to get B uh, bonuses like that. So I think that makes sense. Although if I get a lot of people who think that's just ridiculous, maybe I'll adjust it and move it to $10. No, I'm kidding. Um, but that's where it's at right now. This is a work in progress. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so if you want episodes early, go ahead and become a Patreon member. The link is in the description. Um, okay, let's talk about some words. And this time I hope I don't forget to give you a word of the episode. The first word for this episode is atlatl. I think that is how it's pronounced, atlatl. Uh, atlatl, 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 that's what I want to say when I say that word. A-T-L-A-T-L. -A -T -L. This is a noun from 1871. A device for throwing a spear or dart that consists of a rod or board with a projection. Wow, that was interesting. I burped and spoke all at the same time. Uh, let's try that again. Um, that consists of a rod or board with a projection as a hook at the rear end to hold the weapon in place until released. Uh, okay, these are really uh, interesting, ingenious, old inventions. Um, 1871 is the first time that it's in the English language, but I'm pretty sure this goes way, 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 way back. Uh, there's a picture, and it's... Um, it just looks like a short stick, maybe about a foot long, two feet long, maybe depending on, you know, who made it. Um, and uh, it has sort of a notch at the end. So you hold it into your hand. On the other end, there's a sort of a notch and you put the spear or dart or whatever it is, you put the back end of that, we'll just say an arrow for easy description. You put the back of the arrow in the notch of the atlatl which is a terribly fun word to say. And um, when, oh, and then you put your finger over the arrow. Uh, you hold it back so it's all together. And then when you're ready to throw it, you basically whip your hand forward and let go and it goes. Um, I feel like I've seen videos of this, but I never knew what the thing was called. Should we say it again? It's called an atlatl. 
at or is it just at little at at little jeez at little can you help me out i'm going to look it up this is from the nahuatl word uh a h t l a t l uh i think i don't know if that's american indian uh nahuatl i think it might be american indian let me try that word again at at little at little sure Adelaide. Next, we have Atli, capital A-T-L-I. This is a noun from 1876. A king of the Huns figuring in Germanic legend and corresponding to the historical Attila. Oh, that's the end. Okay, to the historical Attila. Attila. Uh, there you go. That's it for that one. Next is A-T-M, all lowercase. This is an abbreviation for atmosphere or atmospheric. And something else, which is our next word, but this one is all caps, A-T-M, all caps. This is uh, the first form of two. It is a noun from 1976, a computerized electronic machine that performs basic banking functions as handling check deposits or issuing cash withdrawals. And it is called also automated teller machine, automatic teller, or automatic teller machine. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but there are a lot of people who try to run scams on ATM machines, and you should probably be aware of this. They will often put, um, like, a the, the part where you put your card in, it's sort of this, like, molded plastic thing. They will sometimes put their own version of that on top of the one that is supposed to be there, and it will scan your card and that is bad. So um, when you go to an ATM, you should make sure that there's no fake uh, pieces sitting on top that shouldn't be there. Uh, you know, see if you can pull them off. All right, next we have the second form of ATM. This is an abbreviation for asynchronous transfer mode. What is asynchronous transfer mode? Have we read that? Uh, let's look back. A-S-A-S, asymmetrical, async, where would it be? Asynchrony, asynchronous. We found that, but I don't see the other one. So I don't think that it was ever in the dictionary. We are going to move on to atman, A-T-M-A-N. This is a noun. It is often capitalized, and it is from 1785. One. Uh, let's see. First, I'm, I'm going to look ahead a little bit. Uh, so both one and two say Hinduism. So this is a word from Hinduism. Uh, why th- maybe, I don't know why they both say it. I feel like that should be put somewhere else, but that's, you know, that's my preference. All right, number one, the innermost essence of each individual. Uh, we, in I guess, in English, in America, we would probably call that the soul, uh, but maybe there's a, a difference. But I, I kind of like this, atman, although it does have the word M-A-N in there, which I know a lot of people are not a fan of. Number two, also Hinduism, the supreme universal self. And then as a synonym, we have the number two definition for the word Brahma, B-R-A-H-M-A. So this is a Sanskrit word, Atman, with a horizontal line over the first A, and it literally means breath or soul. So, yep, definitely uh, similar. And uh, it is akin to the Old English Aetham, A-E-T-H-M, or I could say Ash, T-H-M, which means breath. Uh, so I, I, I like that. I feel like I've heard this in the past, but I would not have ever been able to bring it forward from the depths of my brain. All right, next we have atmosphere. This is a noun from 1677. 1A, the gaseous 
envelope, uh, or would it be the gaseous envelope? No, I think it would be the gaseous envelope of a celestial body as a planet. 1b, the whole mass of air surrounding the Earth. 2, the air of a locality. 3, a surrounding influence or environment, as in an atmosphere of hostility. I try not to have an atmosphere of, of hostility whenever I'm around. Number four, a unit of pressure equal to the pressure of the air at sea level or approximately 14.7 pounds per square inch, which is also 101,325 pascals, P-A-S-C-A-L-S. Uh, yeah, that's very scientific. Too much for my brain to handle. 5A, the overall aesthetic effect of a work of art. 5B, an intriguing or singular tone, effect, or appeal, as in an in with atmosphere. Atmosphered is an adjective. I like how this word um, can be so many different things. In general, I like it when words words have so many meanings. I guess it does make it confusing for uh, people who are not native English speakers. Uh, but this, you know, it can be talking about a work of art. It can be talking about a location. It can be talking about the actual atmosphere in the air. Uh, I don't know. I thought it's just interesting. Let's talk about some etymology. This is from New Latin atmosphera, which is from the Greek atmos, which means vapor, uh, plus the Latin sphera, which means sphere. So it is a sphere of vapor around the world. Um, and then, of course, if you're talking about something else like a work of art, it is the sphere of the feeling around that work of art. Next, we have atmospheric. This is an adjective from circa 1735, 1A, of relating to or occurring in the atmosphere, as in atmospheric dust. 1B, resembling the atmosphere. Synonym is airy, A-I-R-Y. Number two, having marked by or contributing contributing aesthetic or emotional atmosphere, as in an atmospheric in. And again, we are talking about an in, I-N-N, that has some atmosphere. Also, marked by an emphasis on impression or tone. Atmospherically is an adverb. Next, we have atmospherics. This is a noun from 1905. One, audible disturbances produced in radio receiving apparatus radio receiving apparatus by atmospheric electrical phenomena as lightning also the electrical phenomena caused uh, causing these disturbances number two actions as official statements intended to create or suggest a particular atmosphere or mood in politics and especially international relations also the mood so created or suggested number three realistic detail added as to a literary work to create a mood. And I'm just going to say that one again without the parentheses, a realistic detail added to create a mood. Atmospherics. Like if I put some spooky music under this, those would be the atmospherics to create a creepy mood or whatever. All right, now we are going to move on to at no. at Next word, N-O. This is an abbreviation for atomic number. 
At no time did I think that at no would be an abbreviation for atomic number, but now that I see it, it makes sense. Now we are going to move on to atoll, atoll, atoll. I already said that one. It is pronounced a few different ways. It is spelled A-T-O-L-L, A-T-O-L-L. Yes, I just wanted to make sure I said it right because I've made mistakes in the past with my letters. Oh, it could also be atoll. Uh, This is a noun from 1625. A coral island consisting of a reef surrounding a lagoon. This is from Devahi? I think that's that's the Indo-Aryan language of the Maldive Islands. I don't know how to pronounce it. D-I-V-E-H-I. That's the language. Uh, And the word in that language is Atolu. A-T-O-L-U. If I'm remembering correctly, the Maldives are um, almost underwater uh, with sea level rising uh, uh, all over the world, which is definitely happening, and we definitely need to try and stop this. Um, The Maldives are going to be underwater very, very soon, and there's a lot of great people who live there. So, hey, maybe do what you can so they don't drown. Please and thank you. Next, we have Adam, A-T-O-M. This is a noun from the 15th century. One, one of the minute indivisible particles of which, according to ancient materialism, the universe is composed. Ancient materialism? I mean, isn't that... That sounds like a a fake religion kind of spiritual thing, but isn't it real? Aren't atoms real? Uh, Okay, number two, a tiny particle. Synonym is bit, B-I-T. Number three, the smallest particle of an element that can exist either alone or in combination. All right, so now I'm realizing the mistake that I made. Number three um, is the scientific definition, but I guess number one is um, maybe that's the older version of the word. Maybe that's where we got the word atom to actually describe tiny little particles. Um, So uh, according to ancient materialism, that was the word that they used. Uh, And we just took it to make it actually true. Number four, the atom considered as a source of vast potential energy. And it is absolutely a source of vast potential energy. Uh, Einstein taught us that one. This is from Middle English, um, from Latin atomus, which is from the Greek atomos, from, or atomos, that's the same word, uh, which means indivisible. And that is from adding A plus A. Temnin, T-E-M-N-E-I-N, which means to cut. Uh, That's interesting. So usually when we add A to the beginning of a word, we make it the opposite. Uh, So cut, uh, the opposite of cut, would that be to uh, put together? Um, Yeah, that makes sense because those are the things that when you put them together, make everything else. I figured it out. Next, we have the word atomic. This is an adjective from 1678, 1A, of relating to or concerned with atoms, as in atomic physics. 1B, we just have the two definition for the word nuclear as a synonym. It is not nu... God, I can't even say it the wrong way. Nuclear is the right way. Nuclear... I can't even... Again, can't say it the wrong way. Like a W would say it. Anyway, the example for 1B is atomic energy. 2A, marked by acceptance of the theory of atomism. 2B, we have the number two definition for the word atomistic as a synonym. 
Number three, synonym is minute, spelled like the word minute. Uh, This is why people hate English so much, because minute and minute are spelled the same way, no changes, and it all depends on context. Uh, Four, and in italics after four, it says of a chemical element. The definition is existing in the state of separate atoms. And atomically is an adverb. We have, um, uh, let's see, we'll do one more. Atomic bomb is the last word for this episode. Uh, No, we'll just, we'll do two. Atomic bomb and then atomic clock. That's going to be the last one. But first, let's do atomic bomb. It is two words. It is a noun from 1917. One, a bomb whose violent explosive power is due to the sudden release of energy resulting from the splitting of nuclei of a heavy chemical element, as plutonium or uranium, by neutrons in a very rapid chain reaction, called also atom bomb. Number two, a nuclear weapon as a hydrogen bomb. Uh, I got nothing. They, they, they're, those are big bombs and they're bad. Uh, they, yeah, moving on. Atomic clock is our last word. Two separate words. It is a noun from 1938. A precision clock that depends for its operation an electrical oscillator regulated by the natural vibration frequencies of an atomic system as a beam of cesium atoms. Cesium is S-C, sorry. Cesium is spelled C-E-S-I-U-M. Uh, whoever thought of how to make these clocks are, was a genius. I mean, it's and the fact that they work that way, it's so ridiculously amazing. All right, I have to pick a word of the episode. I promised that I would do that. Um, I'm going to pick Adam, A-T-O-M, as the word of the episode because that is kind of what everything is made of, but we know now that there are even small, smaller particles, neutrons and electrons and protons and quarks and things like that. Um, but, you know, in general, atoms are um, the an easy way, you know, there are lots of different types of atoms, lots of different types of elements. Uh, they're fascinating. They're cool. They are what make us up. Um, and I, I think I heard that the, uh, the distance between atoms, I don't think it's the distance between protons and electrons. Or I think it's the distance between atoms in our body is the same relative distance between um, I think the planets in our solar system or the, uh, the solar systems to each other, something like that. Um, it's, it's based on their size. They are so very far apart from each other, yet somehow we experience it as physical matter, uh, something that can't be passed through. How is this possible? Um, I could talk about this for a while, but this episode is already almost 20 minutes long. What the hell am I doing? Um, I just find that fascinating. These things are so tiny, yet they are relatively so far apart. Uh, my hand won't go through this table or through this microphone. What is happening? How does this work? Anyway, that was the word of the episode. I am going to end it. Thank you very, very, very much for listening. If you want to listen to these episodes early, episodes, uh, go be a Patreon member. Uh, The link is in the description. Thank you very, very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.